Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty, endless worth. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Can you sing again with me? Who is like you in all the earth? Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Much less love and beauty. Much less love and beauty. Endless world. Sing with me. Nothing in this world. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you are the cup that won't run dry. Sing with me, treasure of my heart and of my soul. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. In my weakness, Lord, you are merciful. Redeemer of my past and present role. Holder of my future days to come. Sing it again, sing it again. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. In my weakness, you were merciful. You are the redeemer of my past. Redeemer of my past and present cross. Holder of my future days to come. Now lift your two hands to the Lord and tell him your presence, your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. All my days on earth, all my days on earth, I will await the moment that I see you face to face. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you are the cup that won't run dry. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. 
Sing it again. Jesus, you are the cup that won't run dry. Jesus, you're the cup that won't Sing it again. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Wave your hands to him. Tell him your presence. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence, Lord, oh yeah. Your presence is heaven to me, to me, to me, to me. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. Your presence. And oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence, Lord, your presence is one more time, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, your presence, your presence. Your presence is heaven. Your presence is heaven. Your presence. One more time. Your presence. Your presence is heaven to me. Oh, yeah, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We glorify your name. We worship you. Come on and just worship the Lord this morning. Right where you are, just worship him, worship him, worship him. Don't hold back from him. The glory due his name. Worship him. Bless the name of the Lord. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. We thank you, Father, this morning. We glorify your name. Indeed, your presence is heaven to us. We cannot be anything you want us to be except you are involved in our lives. We cannot get to anywhere we want to get to except your presence is with us. And this morning, we thank you that your presence is here this morning. We know it. Because of the assurance we have in your word. That when we are gathered, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. And we thank you this morning that you are in our midst. And you have shown up this morning to bless us. To do us good. To reveal yourself to us. To show us your glory. And to make our lives better. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray, Father, for an encounter with you that will cause so many things to change for the better in our lives. I give you thanks and praise. I ask, oh God, that you would deal graciously and mercifully with me and use me this morning as an instrument of blessing unto your people. In Jesus' mighty name, and let the people of God shout aloud, Amen! Amen. Can I hear a louder Amen? Give Jesus a mighty hand clap.
mighty hand clap to Jesus my friends God bless you God bless you God bless you and you may be seated hallelujah amen my very good friend is in the house today he's come all the way from the United States of America I think that it's appropriate that he brings us greetings from there Please let's welcome Pastor Joe Kumi as he brings the greetings from abroad. Greetings from abroad. Greetings from abroad. Hallelujah. Amen. Greetings from abroad. So we greet you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Oh. Where I'm from, it's Boko. Good to be with you once again. I'm always looking forward to seeing you. Amen. Amen. To see Pastor James, all the pastors, Pastor Nana. Mrs. James, good to see you. And Lady Cardinal, very soon you'll be the Pope. Amen. 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 All right, so Pastor, thank you. Put your hands together for him. And definitely we will be hearing from him again. Be bringing the word of God to us. Hallelujah. Wonderful. We thank God. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Now drop the keyboard slightly in my monitors. Slightly in my monitors. Now somewhere in October of last year. I shared a message with you about how we can experience a turn around in our lives. I must confess that I only shared the first part of that message with you. And as we are still in early days of the new year 2024, I am certain that all of us will want to see better things in our lives this year. Do I have anybody who wants to see his or her life better than what it was in 2023? If you lifted up your hand, then I prophesy into your life that God will make your life better this year. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I want to pick up from where I left off. And so I am sharing with you how to experience a turn around in our lives. And, and this is part two. Maybe you are wondering that why is the interpreter behind me? Because somebody made a request to me that they want to see my fantastic interpreter. If you say, his name is Pastor Kofi uh, Joseph Kofi Danso. Amen. Yeah. Um, those of you who come from Cape Coast Central Region, you don't know how to say Joseph. You say Joseph. Joseph. So his name is Joseph Kofi Danso. Amen. Put your hands together for Amen. my amazing interpreter hallelujah amen amen Mm. wonderful 
how to experience a turn around in our lives. Let's read some scriptures, please. John chapter 10 and verse 10. John 10 verse 10. John 10 verse 10. Now, may I remind all of us that we have agreed that we're going to come to church earlier than we usually do. Because we want to have some Bible classes before the actual service begins. And so I have appealed to you that get to church latest by 9.15. Latest. Now why is it important to have these Bible classes? It's important that we grow and develop in our knowledge of God, of the word of God, and of the things of God. And if you want to increase in your knowledge in anything, you go for classes. How many are in school currently? And the reason why you are in school is because you want to increase in your knowledge of certain things. Is that not so? I hope so. I hope that that's the reason why you are in school. Because there are some of you, as you are in school, you are annoyed that you are in school. You didn't want to go to school. It's your parents who have been worrying you. You wanted to go and sell things at the market. And they've done now, you've gone to school. Please, education is good. Tell the person sitting by you, it, 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 it. It looks like the pastor is talking to you. When I look at your face, you, 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 don't, you, you don't like school. Tell the person from today you are changing. And I'm delivering you from that thing that is holding you back. Now, point your finger into the person's face. Turn the person. Yes. And tell the person you are delivered from today. Put your hands together for Jesus. So really, that is the reason for having these Bible classes to increase our knowledge of God, of the word of God, and of the things of God. Thank God for the time of preaching of the word of God, like a time like this. But there's a difference between a preaching like this and sitting and actually sitting in a class to receive knowledge. Now, when I'm preaching, you cannot lift your hand and say, Pastor, I have a question. If you do that, you're spoiling the church. But in a class setting, you have an opportunity to contribute and you also have an opportunity to ask questions. Let me tell you something, my friend. God's expectation of you and I is that we will grow in our knowledge of him. The Bible says that there is a time when we ought to be teachers. 
and to become a teacher, you must have more knowledge than the people you are teaching. After you've been born again for some time, God is expecting that you will grow. And one of the signs that you have grown in the Lord is that you know a lot of things about God. A lot of things about the, the word of God. And you are able to teach others also. Just as a parent is not happy when the child is not growing. Because you see, babies are nice. I like them. They are cute. It's nice to hold them. It's nice to hear them make the baby sounds. It's nice to watch them smile. Grain, they are toothless grain. And then you want to sing for them. All I want for Christmas is my two phone teeth. My two front teeth, my two front teeth. It's nice to play with them. But I tell you, every parent wants the child to grow. When they are little and they cry about everything, we make excuses for them. Because they are so little. And you know how it is with children and with babies. They cry about everything. When they are hungry, they cry. When they've wet their nappies, they cry. When they are feeling warm, they cry. When they are feeling sleepy, they cry. And when they start crying, we quickly attend to them. I know some mothers don't mind them when they are crying. <laughs> but if you're a mother and you have abadaye, as soon as you hear, you want to pick up the child, be singing songs to him. But nobody wants his child to stay that way forever. And that is why when the child starts speaking, especially when he says, Ma! Or da. Sometimes it pains the mothers when the child starts saying da instead of ma. Then start saying mama. It's exciting because you can see that my child is developing. My child is growing. And it's very nice when when you watch them take their first steps. You scream very wild in excitement when you watch them take the first step. And sometimes when they are taking that, they act as if they are about to fly. Like this. Like that. It's so exciting. I never had the privilege of seeing my children go through that. Because I was far away somewhere in the Caribbean doing missions. Yes, so I missed all of that. Pray for all missionaries, okay? Amen. Especially when their families are not with them at a certain stage. Then, when at the point you are there, no, your child has started walking, and then one day you watch him. He's gone to the bathroom. He's going to fetch the chamber pot and he's sitting on it by himself. Oh, you are excited when you see that. So now you know that the days of when he's feeling like it, no, it's all over. It is exciting. And every parent wants to see that. Now, guess what? 
God also wants to see that with you and I. He wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He wants us to increase in our knowledge of him. And he wants us to increase in our knowledge of the word of God. He doesn't want us to stay baby Christians forever. You've been born again for three years. Four years. Seven years. But you have not increased in your knowledge of God and of the things of God. You cannot lead anybody to Christ. You can't teach anybody to be established in the Lord. You can't answer many questions that people ask you. And my friend, it is dangerous when you don't know a lot where the word of God is concerned. Because somebody can easily convert you and lead you into another religion. Before we've heard, no, you have changed. You are no longer a Christian. You are one of our, our brothers, Yanom. Yeah. And such things happen to people who have not increased in their knowledge of God and the things of God. It is that thing we are trying to cure by holding these classes at the beginning of the service. And I assure you by the message of God, do everything that you can to be present for these classes. You can if you want to. Please, let's be serious here. If you have an appointment that is important to you, even if the appointment is 5 a.m., you will cut short your sleep and go for that appointment. How then is it that you cannot come to church 45 minutes or one hour earlier? And let's face it, in this church, we don't spend a lot of time in church. You come from morning and you only go home late at night. So you are without excuse, oh man or oh woman. And you have made me use a lot of my preaching time to talk about these things. I hope it will make a difference. Yes. Is it making a difference in your life? Yes. So come early next week Sunday. And come and sit down humbly. And go through the class. When you are coming, come with your exercise book, your Bible, and your pen. Or with your tablet. tablet. I mean, you cannot say you're a serious student when you go to class without a notebook. You don't write anything. Why? You think that you are sharp brain. You and I know that you are not sharp brain. So you must always come to the class with your Bible, with your notebook, and with a pen. And come with an expectant heart. Not that I'm coming to do that. This pastor, he's been talking plenty. So let me come come to the class for him. You're coming to the class for me. You're coming to the class for me. You're coming to the class for yourself. Tell the person sitting by, you are doing it for yourself. And then tell the person that next week I want to see you. Latest 9.15, I want to see you here. And if the person you are talking to is not looking into your face, just shake the person and say, Charlie, why? Then ask the person, why? You bore? 
Tell the person, if you bore cry, I still go talk to you the same thing. I say, next week, Sunday, you have to come to church and be part of the class. Come on and clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What did I say I was sharing with you today? How to experience a turnaround in our lives. John chapter 10, verse 10. New Living Translation, if you don't mind. New Living Translation. Can we read it together? Ready, go. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Who is speaking here? Who is speaking here again? Jesus is speaking. Hallelujah. Amen. And he is explaining to us what his purpose for you and I is. His purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. How many want to experience a rich life? How many want to experience a satisfying life? Hallelujah. Amen. Now look with me at Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. And this time I want to read from the New King James Version of the Bible. New King James Version. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. This year, may you have a lot of grace. Amen. This year, may you experience a lot of peace. Amen. May God calm every storm in your life. Amen. Everything that causes disturbance and agitation in your life. This year, I hear the Lord saying, peace be still. In the name of Jesus. God is going to cause you to find rest this year. Because some of us, the fighting is too much. We fought and fought and fought. It is true that life is war. But sometimes, some of the wars we engage in are unnecessary. I declare to you this morning that by the grace of God, you will enjoy peace in your life. Enjoy peace in your marriage. Enjoy peace in your Christian life. Enjoy peace in your finances. Enjoy peace in your business. Enjoy peace at your workplace. In Jesus' mighty name. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Let me draw your attention to that phrase again. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given to us all things. The Bible did not say he will give to us. It's not a future occurrence that is being talked about here. It is talking about the past. Something that has already happened. And the Bible says that his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life. 
and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalms 23 verse 1 and 2. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. New Living Translation. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Hallelujah. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Now, there is a certain kind of life that God wants us to have and to enjoy. And it has always been his intention since the creation of man that we will enjoy this kind of life. Unfortunately, God's plan for our lives was distorted. Through the fall of Adam and Eve. So it gave the devil the opportunity to mess up God's plan for us. God's plan for us to enjoy a certain kind of life. But ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus walked the earth, he made it clear to us. That he has a purpose for coming. And that his purpose is that we will have a rich and satisfying life. That we will have a rich and satisfying life. Let these words sink in. That God's purpose for you, God's purpose for your life, God's purpose for his children is that we will have a rich and satisfying life. That we will have a rich and satisfying life. And in the scripture we read from 2 Peter chapter 3. The Bible actually says that God has already given to us everything that we need to enjoy that kind of life. And the Bible says also in Psalm 23 which we also read. That once the Lord is our shepherd. As we are following him. As we are obeying him. What is going to happen is that we will have all that we need. And that describes a rich and a satisfying life. May God cause you to step into that kind of life. Amen. Your amen is not convincing. Amen. And I can understand why. Because we are so used to a life of struggle. A life where things are not working. A life of hustling. A life of struggles. 
a life of stress a life of pressure a life where everything is by calculations whatever you spend you have to do a complex calculation <laughs> you have to do please leave the president out of this discussion but you have to do a complex calculation. You see, that, that type of calculation is the calculation that you do when your national team is not doing well at the competition. So you can see that your national team is about to be kicked out of the competition. So you start to do some computations that if this team plays against this team and they score them two, then it is possible that our national team may qualify after all. And those calculations, they are very complex. The conditionalities are too many. And often, the team also doesn't qualify after you've done all those calculations. And I'm describing a kind of life where everything is so complex for you. Listen to me, my friend. That is not God's purpose for you and I. His plan and his purpose for us is that we will experience a rich and a satisfying life. So the question we ought to ask ourselves is this. Are we actually experiencing this kind of life? Is the life I am living currently is it the kind of life that Jesus spoke about? A rich and a satisfying life. How close am I to experiencing such a life? If you ask yourself these questions and you realize that your life is very far very far very far from that rich and satisfying life that Jesus said he has come so that we will enjoy then ladies and gentlemen what it means is that there is a need for a turn around in our lives. There is a need for a turn around in our lives because it is an indication that we are going in a certain direction. And that direction is not leading us to the fulfillment of God's plan for our lives. Once you realize this, then what you need to do is to believe God for the wisdom and everything else you need to experience a turn around in your life so that what God has purpose for you you will begin to experience it. A turn around is a turn about. A turn around is a change in direction. If you set off on a journey a journey to get to a certain place 
And as you are on the journey, you realize that, no, I am not getting to where I want to get to. And when you do a little investigation, you realize that you are heading in the wrong direction. The wisest thing to do is to initiate a change in direction. Is to do a turnaround. So that you can now start heading in the intended direction. To bring you to the intended destination. And I want to announce to somebody today. That it is not too late to enjoy this kind of life. I'll say it again. It is not too late. To enjoy this kind of life. The rich and satisfying life. That God has purposed for us. And I'm saying to you today. That yes you can. You can experience that kind of life. Because that kind of life brings glory to God. Because that kind of life is what God intends for you. And that is why the message of Christ is described as the gospel. And gospel means good news. When the angels appeared to the shepherds who were watching their flock by night, they said to the shepherds, we bring you good news of glad tidings. In fact, it was one angel initially. And he announced to the shepherds that born in Bethlehem today is the savior. And he showed them where they will find the child. And after he gave them that information, a host of angels appeared with him. And they sang joyfully. They sang joyfully and said, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill to all mankind. So the message of Christ is a message of good news. And it's a message of good news that does not just have to do with your salvation and ending up in heaven. But it is also good news to let you know that your life can be better. It is good news to announce you that your life can be beautiful. It's a good news to announce to you that your life can be nicer. It is good news to announce to you that your life can be more enjoyable. God never said anywhere that we will not have troubles in this life. He didn't say anywhere that we will cease to have challenges after we got born again. Challenges and all these things are part of life. But even with the presence of these challenges in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, there is a rich and satisfying life that God wants us to experience. And this morning, I have come with all earnestness to announce to you 
that I am a messenger of good news to you, my friend. A messenger of good news from heaven above. Announcing to you that by the grace of God and by his provisions for your life, you can experience a rich and a satisfying life. And you can get to a point where you look at your life and you'll be able to say that my life is good my life is sweet that things are nice in my life may God bring you to that point this year in the name of Jesus and may you take stock of your life and be able to say that this year God has really made my life beautiful and I have made a lot of progress in my life in Jesus mighty name amen can somebody shout aloud amen amen hallelujah amen now how can we experience this turnaround I shared one of the keys with you and it is the key of honest self-assessment and honest self-judgment. Honest self-assessment and self-judgment. And just to remind you, I read from 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. From the Good News Translation of the Bible. Good News Translation. It says, put yourselves to the test and judge yourselves to find out whether you are living in faith. Surely, you know that Christ Jesus is in you unless you have completely failed. Same verse from the message. Bible. Test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need first-hand evidence. Not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. And then 1 Corinthians 11, 31. It says, for if we will judge ourselves, we should not be judged. I want to draw your attention to two very important things that we are being called upon to do. In the earlier scripture, it says, put yourselves to the test. Or test yourself. So that means do a self-test. A self-assessment. And then in the second scripture in 1 Corinthians 11, we are being called to judge ourselves. That means self-judgment. And ladies and gentlemen, this first key to experiencing a turn around in our lives is talking about honest self-assessment and 
honest self-judgment. Why is this important? Because very often we do not assess ourselves honestly. And very often we do not judge ourselves honestly. And because of that, the kind of progress we should see in our lives, we don't see them. We find ourselves always blaming somebody else for our issues. And I explain to you that this is what we've been doing ever since the fall of man. So everybody thinks that it's somebody else's fault. That is why my life is not the way it's supposed to be. So you see those of us in this part of the world. For years we've been blaming our colonial masters. That it is because of them that our, our country is not doing well. But that is dishonesty of the highest kind. These colonial masters that we complain about. If you take a country like ours, we kicked them out in 1957. Which year are we in, if I may ask? 2024. 2024. That means that for nearly 67 years, we have exercised the power to manage or mismanage our own affairs. And the evidence is very unfortunate that most of what we have done is to mismanage our own affairs. Yet up till now, we are always insisting that where we are currently as a nation has a lot to do with the unfair world order. So we blame everybody else apart from ourselves. And that is why we don't progress. Now in our own individual lives we have to get to a point assess ourselves honestly judge ourselves honestly why is my life the way it is why is my marriage the way it is why is my Christian life the way it is? Why are my finances the way they are? We must do that test and be honest about it. And we must be able to judge ourselves honestly as well. Because that is what will lead to a major turn around in our lives. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. You know, I'm talking about this thing of always blaming others. I saw the scripture the other day in Genesis chapter 27. And it really jumped at me. Genesis 27 verse 36. You are familiar with the story of Jacob and Esau. You may know that they were twins born to Isaac and 
Rebecca. Esau was the elder of the two. But before they were born, there was a prophecy over their lives that the elder was going to submit to the younger. Now, according to the tradition of the Jews, if you are the firstborn son, you are the one who will inherit your father. So you have something they call your birthright. And it's a birthright that is yours by virtue of you being the firstborn child, the firstborn son. And because Esau was the firstborn, the expectation was that his father Isaac was going to release certain blessings upon him as his birthright as the firstborn son. Esau was a hunter. Jacob was more of a domestic man. Always around the house helping his mother to cut okro tomatoes to take care of the animals in the house. So naturally, his mother liked him more. But his father Isaac preferred Esau because Isaac's mouth used to sweet him. And he liked special meat. He liked bush meat. And Esau knew how to hunt for them and prepare nice stew and soup. Isaac used to eat it with cocoyam fufu and he was always excited. They said the way to a man's heart is through here. His stomach. And that was what it was with Isaac. One day, Esau came back from hunting. I don't think he caught anything that day. And when he got home, he was very hungry. When he got home, Jacob had prepared some nice beans stew. Everybody say beans stew. Very nice one. You know, you can prepare beans stew and have a lot of nice things in it. Like what? Meat. Fish. Vegetables. Uh, I'm a moon beans too. I was vegetables. I had uh, was vegetables. Yeah, you can you can add it. Uh, the house that I come from, we don't usually add that. But meat, fish. What about okra? You don't add it. Garden eggs. You can add okra to your beans too. Uh, which part of the Volta region do you come from? We don't do that today. Don't you come from Keta? Where do you come from? Where's your hometown? You come from Jamestown. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> no further questions. Pastor James comes from Jamestown. Wow. You were appropriately named. Very powerful place, Jamestown. 
When Esau got in, that was what Jacob had prepared. And Esau could smell the food from two miles away. You know, sometimes when nice food has been cooked, the aroma permeates the atmosphere. And sometimes you feel like buying kenke and dipping it into the atmosphere and eating it. When he got home and saw the food that Jacob had prepared, he said, give me some. But Jacob said, Jacob can send me. I don't give you unless you do this for me. He said, anything you ask for, I'll do it for you. He said, I want you to give me your birthright from today. I want you to renounce your position as the firstborn son and declare that from today, I, Jacob, I am the firstborn son. Esau's response is, I am dying. Out of hunger. Of what use is this birthright to me? He said, here, take it all. So they signed an agreement that from today, I, Esau, I am no longer the firstborn son. You, Jacob, you are the firstborn. And Jacob gave him some of the bean stew. And he added a bolo and yeke yeke. And Esau ate and went away. After he finished eating, he drank water. Awake ever pure water and then he went away forgetting that he had sold his birthright fast forward Isaac decided to bless he wanted to bless Esau the firstborn son but may I remind somebody that Esau had sold that birthright so who was entitled to those blessings Jacob Rebecca heard that Isaac was about to bless Esau. So she hatched a plot for Isaac to bless Jacob instead of Esau. Because she knew that that blessing was now Jacob's. And it so happened that Isaac blessed Jacob. When Esau came back, and realized that Jacob had been blessed and Isaac had no more blessings for him. He got bored and this is what he said. Esau exclaimed, no wonder his name is Jacob because Jacob means supplanter. For now, he has cheated me twice. First, he took my rights as the firstborn. And now, he has done what? Stolen my blessing. Stolen my blessing. Now, pause. And think about it. Is this statement true? Why is it not true? How did Jacob cheat him? Jacob didn't cheat him. 
He came up with some conditions. Jacob did not force Esau to adhere to those conditions. Esau exercised his right of choice. And gave away his birthright. In exchange for being stupid. Now look at him. Complaining. That Jacob has cheated me. You are lying. This is dishonesty. Now, then, then he says, and he has, he 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 he, he has stolen my blessing. But that's a lie. He didn't steal his blessing. By virtue of the arrangement that he had with him. Over the pot of being still. These blessings. That Esau is now accusing Jacob of having stolen. Are actually Jacob's blessing. Because Esau gave those blessings away. So here he's lamenting. Here he's crying. Here he's weeping. Pleading with his father Isaac. Is there not even one blessing for me? Jacob did not cheat him. Jacob did not steal any blessing from him. So he has no cause to blame Jacob for the situation that he finds himself and that is what I try hard to explain to you, my friend. That you cannot keep blaming others. I'm saying it again. You cannot keep on blaming others. For how your life is. It is true. That perhaps. Somebody may have contributed to how things have Panned out for you. But if you are honest, and if you look at things with honest, clear lenses, you will realize that your own choices, your own decisions, your own moves, your own actions, your own inactions have contributed to put you where you are in life. And you must be honest. You must be honest with yourself. You can never experience a turn around in your life if you are somebody who always blames others for how things are in your life. You can't keep playing that game. It will only be to your detriment and retrogression. But the day you rise up and take responsibility for your life and recognize that I took these steps or I didn't take these steps and that is why I am where I am and that is why things are the way they are. You need to get to that point and own up and take responsibility for your own life and say that it's nobody else 
but it is me. I can't keep blaming others for how my life is. I can't keep blaming my wife. I can't keep blaming my husband. I can't keep blaming my parents. I can't keep blaming my pastor. I can't keep blaming my citizens. We can't keep blaming our government. You can't keep blaming your friends. A time comes in everybody's life when you must lift up your hands and say, It's nobody else. I take responsibility for me, for my life. Why are you angry with somebody because you didn't go far in your education? When you were in school, how serious were you with your academic why are you blaming your father that he didn't send you to the right school? Because if he had done that, you would have turned out better. I can show you people who went to. They, they went to. They went where? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to mention any any that's where you went to school but they turned out well not everybody gets to go to the best school to the best secondary school in Ghana which secondary school is that please oh please be honest mention the school please did, did somebody say Adesadel? Yes. Somebody said Adesadel. You see, the honesty that I'm talking about, <laughs> it is missing here. Say the thing and be free. What is this? What school is that? Suhum? Susek. Susek. Or Asasek. That's why you can't just keep blaming. Blaming others all the time. And I'm reminding you again. Take a close look at yourself. At your life. At your life. Where you are. And be honest. Be honest. Assess yourself. Why am I where I am? Why am I there? Then you have to take responsibility. Take responsibility for it. Because once you do that, you are in a good position for God to begin to change things. To experience a turn around in your life. That's one of the keys that you need to apply. I have essentially run through what I shared with you in October. But I think that it's okay to do that. And now that we are moving into it, there are other keys that I'm going to share with you. I am your pastor. And I have a strong desire in here. I want to see 
your life get better. Richard, that's my plan for you. I want your life to be better. I don't know your background. I don't know where you've come from. I don't know what, what, what kind of family you were born into. But many of us, when we look back at the homes we grew up in, we look at the struggles of our parents. We look at the hassle that they went through. And now you look at yourself. How your life is going. And it's like the same kind of that you saw your father going through. It's like that is the same story that is unfolding concerning you. But I'm telling you that you can tell yourself enough enough this cycle is ending with me my children my children's children will not go through what I have had to go through the bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children and I need you to rise up and say what I saw what I went through the pain the sorrow the lack the shame the embarrassment every time they are chasing my father for something I don't like it I don't want this kind of thing I don't want to live a life I owe everybody in the neighborhood every time they are calling me always somebody is insulting me just because of five CDs Gobe that I went to collect do you know Gobe? do you know Gobe? Gobe? yes Gary Gary oil beans beans account and egg egg that's the last one gobe five cities five cities Gary and beans Gary and beans because of that the 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 gobe seller is spreading your story all over the place baby no, there's a better life that God has for all of us. And by the grace of God, we will step into it. Amen. Your children will be blessed that they had you as a parent. Amen. I said, Your children, they will be blessed that they had you as a parent. Amen. Because of how you press on her to experience that rich and satisfying life that God has determined for you, may their life be better. Than Amen. the life that you Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And let nobody deceive you. When we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people who get uncomfortable when you talk about things like this. Because they feel that you are taking the spirituality out of the gospel. What is wrong with you? 
What is wrong? Why, why, why would you always want your mind to go on that tangent? God wants us to make it to heaven, yes? And we must be very heavenly minded, yes? But till we get there, there is a certain quality of life that he wants us to experience here. Let us not get to heaven with regrets. Where certain things will be played back for us to see that our life should have been better, but we did not harness or assess those things that God had put in place. For us. But that will not be the story of your Amen. life. Your life will be better. Amen. Your life will be nicer. Amen. Your life will be rich and satisfied. Amen. And everybody connected to you Jesus. will be blessed. Amen. Because till you are blessed to the point where others are. Uh, Mauli! I was wondering where this noble man came from with the TD Jake's beard. Till you get to a point where you are so blessed that the people around you are benefiting from that blessing, then you have not yet arrived. But I am the carrier of good news to you this morning that God is bringing you to that point. You will be a correct Christian, and you'll be a correct Christian who is enjoying a good and a satisfying life because that combination. It brings glory and honor Amen. unto the Lord. That will be the story of Amen. your life. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. And let the people of God shout aloud. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus for and himself. rise to your feet my friends. Oh let us pray. Father we thank you today. Jesus. We bless you. Thank you for unraveling to us the purpose of Christ for us. He said it very clearly that my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. Jesus. That is the kind of life we want to experience. That is the kind of life we want to step into. And Father, as we continue with this journey into how to experience a turnaround in our lives, I pray, Father, that you will help us. Help us to grasp and fully understand what your spirit is saying to us in these times. Help us, Father, to be equipped with all that we need to assess this rich and satisfying life, which is your purpose for us. I pray, Father, the chains that the enemy has held us bound with all these years, may those chains be broken in the name of Jesus. He's chained our minds, our visions, our dreams, our expectations. And we have concluded that how we see life currently is how it is supposed to be. May the shackles follow from today in the name of Jesus. And I pray, draw us through your spirit and through your word to the place where we will begin to experience that rich and satisfying life. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. 
And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. May I ask you my friend. Do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you taken the most important decision of your life. Which is to bow your knees to Jesus. If you haven't. Please don't waste any more time. So the Bible says today when you hear his voice. Harden not your heart. I want to pray with you my friend and if you need Jesus as Lord and Savior you may be physically present here or you may be watching us online I can't see you but God whose eyes roam the earth can see you right where you are if you need this Jesus in your life I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'm going to pray for you today and right there in your room you can lift your hand up and I want you to pray this prayer with and I need everybody to join in this prayer and say heavenly father today I come to you just as I am oh God I need you please come into my life I accept Jesus today as my Lord and my savior I open my heart to him from today may he be lord and savior of my life I pledge to follow him and to serve him and to live for him for the rest of my life oh god make my life beautiful make my life glorious let me experience that rich and satisfying life that you have planned for me. I thank you Father that from today I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. I thank you Father in Jesus mighty name. Let everybody say Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.